Welcome to week five of NFL action and the NFFL action. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, recording from my car again. Going to shoot for minimal uh, edits this week just because uh had some technical difficulties already and uh, just not really feeling it this, uh, this recording session. Let's start off with a little bit of NFL news. This was a week for injuries. Uh, some notable ones. Chris Carson in Seattle, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, both just derailing Jim Kelly Hates Cancer this week and for the rest of the season, likely, for both of them. Uh, OBJ for the Giants, Ty Montgomery and Devontae Adams, both in Green Bay, both question marks this week. OBJ should play, but... That's two injuries in the same game, and they both were not easy injuries. So, keep an eye on those guys this week. Also of note this week in the NFFL, there's only one undefeated team left. That's right. Grizzles Gladiators benefited from Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. They had a scare there, but uh, losing those two running backs killed Jim Kelly Hates Cancer's chances of knocking Grizzles Gladiators off the throne of undefeated. So there is only one 4-0 team left. On the other end of the spectrum, Roster Guard 99 got their first win, knocking off our only other remaining undefeated team in a snoozer of a game that was a disappointment right until the end. And then back to disappointing territory. And, of course, we can't forget that Lance Manlove needs to... Stop pooping. That's right, Lance. You need to stop pooping. Lost yet again. So let's get into some game recaps. Steiny, get me a Danish! First up, we're going to look at 302 taking on the aforementioned Lance Manlove. Stop pooping. Now, 302 had a kicker that they picked up last week, Will Lutz, who outscored all but two of Lance Manlove's offensive players. Lance, on the other hand, the only offensive players to put up double digits were Roethlisberger in a pretty pedestrian away game in Baltimore and Carlos Hyde. Having that happen to your offense will kill you, and Lance Manlove... Stop. Found that out. Now, for 302, running back is still a concern after this week's performance. But their defense and their uh, wide receivers look pretty good. And by the way, 302 wins this week's Whoop-Ass Award of the week with a 93.15 point margin of victory. So congratulations there, 302. Moving on to Awful Waffles versus the Unsullied slash Steamy Willie Beeman. The Unsullied took this one. Uh, Awful Waffles really only led after Thursday night's game. After the early game started on Sunday, they were just done for. They never had a chance. The Unsullied, Thomas Davis and Matt Bryant are the only real weak links in their game this week. So, good job all around, and... <laughs> They finally got Le'Veon Bell on track this week in a very solid performance in Baltimore. 
Gridiron Mafia taking on Sweatman's Runners is our third matchup we're looking at this uh, from this past week. Now, Gridiron Mafia, this was not as close as the final score says. Sweatman's Runners played catch-up the entire time. Uh, There's kind of one of those cases where they... Gridiron Mafia let Sweatman's Runners hang around just to kind of dangle that carrot in front of them and tease them. Sweatman's Runners, Pryor finally showed up. That's right. Pryor finally caught a touchdown in the first quarter, in the first drive, I believe, and promptly did practically nothing for the rest of the game. And Amari Cooper continues to be Amari Pooper. Stop pooping. And... Swemmons Runners, you didn't even start a kicker this week. Not that it really would have helped you, unless you had Greg Zerline, but you didn't even field a full team this week. It was just sad. Now for Gridiron Mafia, the defense continues to be a weak link, but didn't matter this week. The offense was good enough. Our fourth matchup we're going to review is the Ninja Panthers taking on the Outcasts. Now, the Ninja Panthers were inconsistent across the board. They were really hurt by Mohamed Sanu's injury in Atlanta's game. Outcasts, your skill player roulette continues, and Deshaun Watson was languishing on the bench with his 48 and a half points. Very lucky that Ninja Panthers didn't put up more of a fight there, Outcasts. Now, for the Outcasts, kicker has become their owner's new favorite position in all of the NFL. As their brand new addition from last week, Greg Zerline, just mentioned him in the last game, put up 27 points off the waiver wire against the owner's hometown favorite, Cowboys. And I believe that the Outcast's owner has a special press conference for us this week. So let's uh, listen in. Yeah, he's about to step up to the microphone. Here we go. Well, gents, week four is in the books. And the front office of the Outcast prepared a statement we're going to read at this time. We will be taking no questions or comments. Be reading this, and that'll be it. Without further ado, here we go. We've all seen Chuck at the liquor store begging for your running backs. The hair on his face is dirty, dreadlocked, and full of mange. He asked the league for what he could spare with shame in his eyes. Draft right, you fucking slob, is all we should reply. God forbid you ever have to walk a mile in his shoes, because then you really might know what it's like to sing the blues. Then you really might know what it's like. Then you re might really know what it's like then you really might know what it's like, and you really might know what it's like to have no running backs. Greg got pregnant from a kid named Bernie Sanders, who said being a liberal is the only way to love. He said, don't worry about a thing, baby doll. I'm the man you've been dreaming of. But three months later, he say he won't date him or return his calls. And Greg swears, God damn, if I find that man, I'm cutting off his liberal balls. Then he heads for the church, and he gets some static walking through the door. They call him a liberal. They call him an NPR donor. And they call him a tree hugger. God forbid you ever have to walk a mile in his shoes during his cheap-ass win against Chuck where there was no running back equality. Because he really might know what it's like to choose the wrong political philosophy. Then you really might know what it's like. 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 I've seen a rich man beg. I've seen Zach penny pinch food receipts. 
I've seen tough man Zach cry. I've seen a loser win and a sad man become an accountant. I've heard an honest man lie. I've seen the good side of bad and the downside of up and everything between. Brett licked the Phyllis and ate the finest wings and got his pulse smoked on a cruise ship before he won the championship. Ty spoke the fattest rhymes at least a couple of times before he broke my heart with dumbass trade offers. You know where it ends up, yo. It usually depends on where you start, which is at the draft. I knew this kid, Zach, or this kid named Scott. He used to get his fat stacks out on the corner with fantasy football stats. He liked to hang out late. He liked to get shit-faced and keep pace with the QuickBooks. Until late one night, there was a big stat fight, and Scott lost his head. He pulled out his Chromebook 45, talked some shit, and wound up a nerd. Now his wife and his kids are caught up in the midst of all this pain. You know it comes that way. At least that's the way they say, they say when you play the game. God forbid you ever have to wake up to hear the news that all your stats made you lose. Then you really might know what it's like. Then you really might know what it's like. Then you really might know what it's like. Then you really might, might know what it's like to play fantasy football. Mic drop, motherfuckers. Night shift taking on the roster guard. This was sad. This is officially the Toilet Bowl Game of the Week. In fact, it's so sad, I'm also going to label it... The Brown Note! That's right. Brown Note. Sad all around, especially for Night Shift. Now, Roster Guy 99, good, good game for you. But for Night Shift, the offense was just pathetic. Uh, the defense continues to be the team's strength, but this week, just not good enough to overcome that poor offense. Roster Guard 99, uh, your stars, Jameis Winston, Khalil Mack, Ezekiel Elliott this week. Nearly everyone else underperformed. These three guys are what won you this week, so you better be uh, giving them some extra time off this week as they get ready for next week. Maybe throw them a little extra cash there, Roster Guard 99. Our last recap is going to be Grizzles Gladiators remaining undefeated against Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Now, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer came close in the end after a really sluggish start. Already mentioned their running back situation. Adding to David Johnson going down earlier this season, it's just a mess in their backfield right now. Now, Grizzles Gladiators, Todd Gurley's big day was the difference. If he hadn't had... That big day, you take out a couple of those runs or that big uh, touchdown catch and run, this game winds up a completely different story. So uh, you better send Todd Gurley to the same club that uh, Roster Guy 99 needs to send his stars to this week, Grizzles Gladiators. Uh, the Gladiators were also helped out by big performances from the Honey Badger and Leonard Fournette, their rookie stud running back that's really yet to disappoint for them this season. So, good job there, guys. I'm not good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Yeah. Puss licker. Fart smeller. Yeah. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You make your weave with your mama's toe jam. Yeah. You bob grapples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl! That's right. 
get to Smack Talk ready. It's still quiet in the league. We need more Smack Talk. We can't let Bizzle and Ben have all the fun. So we're going to preview all six games this week. First up, 302 taking on the Unsullied slash Steaming Willie Beeman. I am labeling this our game of the week. Buddy, I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. Jordan Howard going up against Minnesota and Joe Mixon taking on Buffalo. Those are my two players to watch for 302. If they stay in the starting lineup, they could be in for some tough sledding. On the other side of the ball, three Patriots this week unsullied. Really? Even going up against Tampa Bay, that seems a little bit greedy. So is Eli going to keep trending up enough for you to win this week? I don't think so. I'm picking 302 to take the game of the week. Our second game we're looking at is the Night Shift taking on Grizzles Gladiators. This could have been the Battle of Unbeatens, but alas, was not to be. We already mentioned that. Let's not bring up Night Shift losing again. Night Shift didn't change much on their offense. In fact, I don't think they changed anything. So are their players going to do enough to rebound? And is their defense going to stay in the top echelon of the league? And for Grizzles Gladiators, are Gurley and Fournette going to continue their dominant streak? Their matchups say they could. Pittsburgh is not the toughest run defense, as evidenced last week. It could be a boat race for these two teams on the virtual field. I'm actually going to take Grizzles Gladiators to win this one and go to 5-0, and dropping Night Shift to 3-2. and So book it here. I've picked against myself. Our third matchup is Gridiron Mafia taking on the Outcasts. Gridiron Mafia, watch their defense. Terrell Suggs has been trending down. Can a matchup against Oakland help lift him back up to where he where his name says he should be, and where he started at the beginning of the season. And is J.J. Watt finally going to live up to the name that he brings to the table? This guy, last year injury killed him. This year he just hasn't done much at all, at least on the field. I mean, great job off the field, but you're not giving Gridiron Mafia many points on the field there, buddy. And now for the outcasts, running back is their weak spot. And Deshaun Watson is kind of a wild card against Kansas City. Are the last two weeks really what he's going to do? Or are those just a result of some poor defensive play on the other side of the ball for him? I'm going to take the Gridiron Mafia to beat outcasts. Don't know how soundly, but I pick it to happen. Awful Waffles take on Lance Manlove. Stop pooping. Now, for Awful Waffles, Marshawn Lynch, is he finally going to do something and step up now that they've lost their starting quarterback? And is Devonta Adams going to be cleared from his concussion in time to even play this week? Those are your two to watch. For Lance Manlove, stop pooping. I don't like a couple of his wide receivers this week. Alan Hearns and Sammy Watkins... I don't like where they're playing. I don't like how they've been performing this year. Very inconsistent. I don't see them helping out. I'm going to pick Awful Waffles to keep Lance Manlove. Stop pooping. Winless in a tight one that's probably going to be tighter than any of us would expect. 
Jim Kelly Hates Cancer is going to be taking on RosterGuard99. For Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, how will the backfield pan out? Got Andre Ellington, Duke Johnson, Jamal Charles, Aaron Jones, Elijah McGuire, and J.D. McKissick. These are your healthy running backs. Who are you starting? Who's actually going to perform? And are you going to make the right choice and pick that guy? Now, for Roster Guard 99, watch their wide receivers this week. Antonio Brown had a rough go last week against Baltimore. He's going up against the number one pass defense in the league right uh, right now. And probably the best corner right now from some prognosticators. And you've also got OBJ recovering from those two injuries that uh, we already mentioned. And Mike Wallace. Mike had his best game of the season last week against Pittsburgh, but you take that out, the guy's putting up like two, maybe three points. I don't like your wide receivers this week. Even with those wide receivers as weak as they are, I think that the running back situation is a little too convoluted for Jim Kelly. He hates cancer on the other side of the ball. And Roster Guard 99 is going to squeak one out, building on his win from last week. Our final preview is Ninja Panthers taking on Sweatman's Runners. Ninja Panthers, uh, I would only expect Tom Brady and Zachers to perform well. I like the chances of the defense to finally step up, though, as a unit. And just looking at those guys they're fielding, I, I like their chances this week of finally fielding a defense that puts up more than 40 points. Now for Sweatman's Runners, Eddie Lacy or Thomas Rawls in a timeshare in Seattle? Not sure I like either one of these guys. And Amari Cooper sucked the last couple weeks. And two weeks ago, let Crabtree catch all the touchdowns with David Carr in. Now, David Carr? Derek Carr. Wrong car. Now they've got their backup, E.J. Manuel, in there, and Cooper didn't show any real chemistry with him last week. So I'm going to take the Ninja Panthers in what would be an upset based on paper lineups right now. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second half of that word is dairy. That is our soundbite to bring in our free agent pickups of the week this week. Top three free agent pickups, players that were taken off the waiver wire and started for their teams. Cameron Brait, number three, tight end for Tampa Bay, 16 points for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Greg Zerline, kicker for the Rams, already mentioned him a couple times, 27 points for the Outcasts, and Bilal Powell, New York Jets running back, ran for 28.60 points for Gridiron Mafia. So congratulations all around there, you guys. Good week. That's right, that's our bad break of the week. There are a few I could have picked, but I only took two this week. Number two. Night shift losing to the previously winless roster guard 99. Yeah, that was bad. But honestly, our worst bad break of the week has to go to Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Losing both starting running backs, your third running back you've lost on the season, and you lost by three points. That is a bad break. So, gentlemen, I feel sorry for you. Well, this is a point where we've reached our technical difficulties. Uh, the stats are not in as of this recording, and uh, so I don't have studs and duds or uh, rookies of the week this week. Uh, if I get them in uh, anytime soon, I'll 
I'll post them somewhere. Before I sign off, just want to remind you guys that going 0-4 doesn't mean you're going to miss the playoffs, but you don't have a great shot of it happening, so don't go 0-5, Lance Man Love. Stop. And uh, just a quick update on my picks. I am four and two on the week, which puts me at fifteen and nine on the season. So not doing too bad there. And don't forget to set your lineups early. New England taking on Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. If you've got anyone from either one of those offenses, I'd say start them. Just don't start all of them at the same time. They'll probably cannibalize each other. And don't forget you too can have a press conference here on the podcast. I'm excited for week five. Going to try and rebound from my loss. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the gridiron.